Captain's Log, Episode 60. This week's episode of the Beer Ventures Podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective, located at 35-11 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens, open seven days a week. More in the mood for wine than beer? They've got you covered with their new wine list, complete with cheese pairings. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. New name, same great place. Also sponsored by Wanderlinger Brewing Company on 1208 King Street in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Whether you're local to Chattanooga or just making a stop along whatever road or trail you've chosen, we hope you'll stop by for a drink, swap some stories, and maybe even find your new favorite beer. Wander on, linger often. This week, Captain of the Beer Wonder welcome return guest Beer Avenger Dunkel Dame to tell us all about her beer ventures in the Virgin Islands, Chattanooga, and much more. Also on the Beer Cast this week, event coordinator from Wanderlinger Brewing and host of their monthly beer school series, Molly Lamb. I could go on, but where would the mystery be in that? Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 60, The Re-Return of Dame Hazy Molly. Well, we're the beer, 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 vengers, beer, 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 vengers, beer, 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 vengers. We're the Beer Avengers. Welcome to the Beer Cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brown Stout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder. And coming to you in a cowboy hat wearing part of the world, this is the Dunkle Dame. And we are. The. The Dunkle Dame keeps us in line, Captain. She does. I couldn't. I, I. I couldn't. I couldn't sustain that as long as you two could. So, so nicely done, both of you. You know, I'm just here, kind of bringing that baritone in when needed. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful and harmonious, and a great way to kick off the show. Welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, all of our beer vengers out there. Those of us who are in here in our three virtual locations. It's great to be here. Uh, not only with uh, the Beer Wonder as always, but our special guest, uh, the Dunkle Dame. Welcome back uh, to the show again. Dunkle Dame is back! I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. I miss you guys. You know, as you know, I don't live in New York anymore. I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it's really wonderful to see your smiling faces and to get to have a beer with you virtually. I love it. Always. And I love that the, the, the Tennessee's got a little Tennessee in there. So Tennessee. You're, you're picking up a little bit of the local flavor. I love it. Well, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And so I think when I, my 12 years in New York, I kind of lost my Southern accent. So now it's, it's coming back a little bit, not compared to some of my wonderful neighbors, but it's, it's coming back a little bit. 
Well, well, I'm glad it's coming back, and I'm glad you've come back again. Uh, and I understand yes. uh, you, that you may have heard at the beginning of the show that we have a, 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 a another co-sponsor this week, um, and uh, that's uh, we'll have another special guest that Dunkel Dame has brought with her, uh, and so Ooh, that that mystery. person will be joining us, uh, who you may recognize as well uh, from from other episodes. Uh, but uh, before we get into all of that and our weekend beer, and actually it's been three weeks or so. Uh, I, I think I think uh, I'm I'm getting thirsty here. So uh, so thirsty. So I think parched. Uh, what we, might yes, I say? Absolutely. So I think it's time we get to the pores, right? Yeah, it's I'm, ninety degrees here, so I need a beer. All right, well, very Dunkle good. Dame. With that, it would only be polite if you went first. Excellent. <laughs> it is not ninety degrees in Gotham. I will say that. I am doing a fun sort of mixture. I am Ooh. mixing a. Hazy New England style IPA with a wonderful raspberry kettle sour. So I'm going to start. Excellent. Now, I go Ma- ahead now and Molly, start? Or, I read as Dunkle Dame before you. I, I should say uh, this beer. These both of these beers you're pouring are uh, sponsored pour. They sure are. They're sponsored yes. pours. We actually don't have a sound bite for the plural. So this is the first time someone no. has done a mixture. And what a wonderful way to start. Yeah, we got Wanderlinger Brewing Company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where I work, and we'll get into that a little bit later. They were very kind and super excited to sponsor this episode with the Beer Avengers. So yeah, I'm going to be pouring their Raspberry Cub, which has a very cute little bear on the logo. We like to call this Raz Cub for short. And then Juice Caboose, one of our flagship beers, and I have never done a beer mixing before, but... I learned it at Wanderlinger, and I thought it'd be a fun thing to do for the episode. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's great that after this is episode 60, and in 60 episodes, we're still breaking new ground. So have at it. As it should be. As yeah, it yeah. should be. The Beer Avengers work is never done. No. Awesome. I love it. Oh, I can't believe I'm breaking ground. I'm going to go ahead and crack open the hazy New England style IPA, the Juice Caboose from Ooh. Wanderlinger. And I'm going to pour a little bit of that first oh my goodness it is it's not as hazy as i would expect um it looks a little bit clear at least from my angle yeah i did um, kind of a bad pour but that's not it doesn't nothing there's no bad pours there's oh, also there no are. bad beer really well no there is bad there beer. is I would bad say that there well are there's yeah there is bad beer <laughs> more bad yes. yeah more yeah it's been a long time since i've poured on a podcast and now i'm going oh. in with the raspberry cub Ooh, our kettle sour fun that's lovely. Oh, oh, look at that fluffy head on there. I know. And it's giving it's giving it more of a it's interesting because it went from a little bit of a lighter, sort of like goldeny thing. Yeah. And and I, I don't know how much berry that it has in it, but I am sensing a slightly purple or blue hue now. Absolutely. It's got like this gorgeous kind of kind of purpley color. You can mm. see it a little bit in the can, but yeah, I'm gonna add just a touch more. And it just kind of softens the uh the sourness of it. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I have my nice little You're getting little ahead mixture. of yourself with yes. that beer. <laughs> yes. Look at this Eight. fluffy pillowy head. Beautiful. Gorgeous. All right. Well, Captain, you were the one who was parched. So why well, don't you take Well, okay. Sure. Sure. I, I, so I have uh, another... Uh, sponsored pour. Another sponsored pour oh. from our co-sponsors at Wanderlinger this week. This What are the chances? This is an oatmeal stout. It is called Stout Oop. of Tune. Oop. Comes in at a beautiful 5.8%. And nice. I believe uh, this one recently run, won some kind of award at uh, the World Beer Cup, or was it the... Yes. The World. Yes, okay, the, uh, I wasn't sure if it was the World, yeah. or it was just the country, or... 
And it, even Please. if it's just the country, that's a lot of breweries. But yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Is... Mm-hmm. But uh, the Stout of Tune from Wanderlinger won the bronze medal at the World Beer Cup in the category of Oatmeal Stouts. We were super excited because this was their biggest year yet with over 10,000 entries. So super excited. And one of our first kind of like official awards. We haven't entered many contests, but we were very excited about that. Excellent. All right, we're going to open this up here. Oh, there we go. Oh, good and crack let's on take that a one. Look That's at a this one. Okay. Oh, mm. Captain, this is a beer for your soul, I believe. It is. This is a captain's beer. Mm-hmm. It is. It's funny. Like th- looking at it through the light as it's pouring in, it looks like kind of light, but it's it's landing in the glass very dark with a nice I subtle mean, head there. I'm excited the- to see what you think about this, Captain, because, yeah, it's to me, our beers all have just like a beautiful dry finish to them. And this one's no Ooh, exception. Fun. It's a very drinkable stout. Excellent. That's a lovely that's a lovely sort of signature to have, a dry oh, finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of a nice uh I was just chatting with some folks about like a, a, how nice a dry finish can actually be where some people find it kind of cloying but it's a nice like aha and we've we've reached the end. Like it's yeah. a nice like period punctuation on a beer. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And we do that well. Yes. All right, well beer right. wonder, I think it's your turn. I know. Well, I, this is going to shock everyone. Literally, get ready for it, because today I have a sponsored core. Of course you do. Of course you've got a sponsored core. Also from, from Wander- Wanderlinger yeah. Brewing Company. And now, here's the thing. I do want to acknowledge this. So I'm also going to be drinking the uh, Juice Caboose, uh, but in a pure form today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I want to acknowledge just the loveliness of this can and a few things that like I really enjoy about the can. So first off, um, it does say Wander On Linger Often at the top. Is that your, that's, is that the, that's the trademark? That is our slogan. Yeah. We have like a couple slogans. One is we are art and I'll get into why that is Mm -hmm. a slogan, but yeah, wander on, linger often. We're kind of free spirits at Wander Linger and the owner, Mike, Mike and Chris Dial, their brothers are the owners and Mike loves to kind of, he, you know, he's a big nature activist and he loves to sort of wander in the woods and feels that Mm. it's very uh, healing for him to just kind of linger in that environment. And he wanted to bring that into his beers and his tap room as well. That's awesome. And they, that was the other thing I wanted to point out, knowing that about him, is there's a little thing on the base of my can. I bet it's on all the cans uh, that says leave no trace. And it's got a little leaf and a little recycling uh, element. Because uh, just looking at this beer, I'm already thinking this is going to be an excellent trail beer if you go on a hike. Uh, but I cannot wait to drink it. So let's crack oh, yeah. it open. Absolutely. Okay. Love that sound. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, uh, and it smells delicious. It's got that, it's got peaches all over the can and I already am getting a little bit of a peach aroma out of it. Oh man, uh, you I... are so good, Beer Wonder, because there was a major stone fruit vibe happening oh. with this beer, with the English yeast that we use oh, and yummy. it does give that stone fruit vibe. You're good, right. man. Well, and it's all jumping out of the can. It looks so beautiful here. Mm. Excellent. Raise a glass. Yes. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Mm. Oh, that's very nice. Mm. Mm. This is perfect. My little mixture. Mm. Ooh. Okay, I dig this. Now, I totally get the stone fruit character that you yes. that you guys have here. But what is so nice about it is, and, and perhaps this is like suggestion, but I am definitely getting a punctuation of bitterness at the very, mm-hmm. very end. Yes. Like, kind of sweet on the nose, kind of smooth. 
I mean, it, it, it's smooth. It's got this like it, like this bite of bitterness that really complements the fruitiness of it. It's got that lovely yin and yang. Yeah. Um, and what I like about that is that, you know, it is a 6% beer, so it's got some kick to it, but it's slowing me down as mm-hmm. I drink it. It is making me sort of linger a little bit with these flavors. And I think that like that little kick of bitter even though it feels like oh it's so fruity i'm just gonna chug this one down it's making me stop and slow down and think about the beer and i really enjoy that it feels like that little like hit of bitter at the end pulls us back and reminds us like oh yeah you're drinking a really good beer you should like take a moment with it i I love love that that's a really great um, description of the beer and yeah we use some citra hops in it Mm -hmm. so you get that nice that nice juice and kind of floralness to it Mm -hmm. a little bit too and i do love that it has that slightly bitter finish Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a hazy ipa that someone who typically drinks a west coast ipa could maybe get behind oh that is very true yes it's not quite as resiny as i'd expect for a west coast so it's a little bit more approachable in that way but it does give me that little like oh bite right at the very end it's kind of exciting yeah i just took a sip out of the can It's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite beers. And uh, Beer Wonder, as you pointed out, there is that little Mm -hmm. flower on the can here. That Mm -hmm. is called a tulip poplar. And that is the state flower of Tennessee. And so that is the Wanderlinger logo. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the cool thing about Wanderlinger is we are Chattanooga's very only fully compostable brewery. So front of house and back of house. We are fully compostable. So environmental activism is something that's really important to us. We do monthly cleanups where we'll go down to different creeks because Tennessee is very outdoorsy and Chattanooga specifically. There's a lot of water here. So we'll Mm -hmm. go do something called pick up for a pint. So people will meet us at different creeks and lake areas around and we'll pick up trash and then we'll take them back to the brewery and everyone gets a pint. So I think that's pretty cool about Wanderlinger. Oh, that is very cool. I love the environmental bent. Um, and I love that you guys are composting and bringing people together. Oh, and yeah. honestly, this would be, this is the beer I would want after doing a, a cleanup. Like yes. really just like the perfect, like, ah, we did a good thing. Cheers, mm-hmm. everybody. Yes. Captain, mm-hmm. how's your stout? I think it's really, really solid. Uh, I'm, uh, it, 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 it tastes a little like, uh, like we were talking about the dryness, a little bit of that dry Irish stout sort of thing. Not as, not, not as like harsh as uh, say like a Russian Imperial stout. Uh, but it, and also, but not, not sweet, like a pastry stout either. It's just like, it's really good. There's almost something I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something a little fruity to it. Uh, as far as some of the undertones, I mean, it's like chocolate on Mm. top and there's something that's like, I can't, I can't quite identify it, but it's reminding me of some like fruit profiles and I just, uh, but, but again, not in a sweet way. It's just like, it's just sort of a. it's just there (laughs) and it's, it's just really, really good. It's a, it's a nice, I mean, and it's. 5.8%. 5.8%. It's it's just uh it's right around there where a black lager is except more full bodied than that. Not you know yeah. much 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 more substantial than a Schwarzbier, but uh but really really good. Yeah, it is a good. I agree with you. It has a the stout of tune has like a nice dry finish and it does mm. kind of get into that Irish stout category. You know, that kind of like dry lighter bodied stout very drinkable even on a hot day so yeah i i think it's a just a well done beer if, especially if you're not used to drinking stouts i find it very approachable so uh, yeah you think if you were someone were, were sort of thinking they were anti-stout this might be a good thing to start them on yeah you know and it's not sweet 
you get a little bit of that bitter, but then you do get some of those kind of roasty coffee tones to it as well. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm sorry I only have this one. And I won't, I won't, I I won't, I won't tell anyone our secret beer vengery ways that you got this beer to us because I, Shh. yes, because there, yeah. there are certain ways that, that we can transport it through our uh, underground Beer Road? Oh, no, that's actually... I, no. Well, the Beer Vengers <laughs> are fully connected. Yes. I mean, clearly, if you need if you need help, a Beer Venger will be there to help you. I yes. feel like that is the real story That's how here. it works, yes. yes. Yeah, we do have secret ways. Yeah, the Dunkel Dame, I am a superhero of the beer world, so I have ways of getting beer to, to special people. And we appreciate speaking, your, your special powers. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of, you've, you've, you've put those special powers to use in the creation of a melange this evening, as Hawk would be happy to hear us say, uh, which is, of course, when you are mixing two beers together in order to create a delicious beer cocktail, uh, as one might even say. So how is uh, this, this mix of, uh, of these two beers? Yeah. So, uh, again, I mixed our juice caboose that the Beer Wonder is drinking, which is mm-hmm. our hazy New England IPA. And then our uh, kettle sour called the Raz- Raspberry Cub. And mm-hmm. I can't do, a, personally, I cannot do a ton of sour. I mean, after all, I'm the Dunkle Dame. Naturally. But I do, yeah, I do like a little bit of that tartness, especially, it is 90 degrees here today in Chattanooga. It's hot. So a sour mm. beer is in order. And I find that it just softens it when you add mm. the New England IPA into it. I do a little bit more of the sour because I want it. I ultimately want my melange to be a little bit of a sour beer, mm-hmm. but it softens it when you add the juice caboose to it. And it gives it a little bit more of this just kind of stone fruit, juicy aroma, and a little bit more of a palatable finish to it because it's not going to be as um, as dry of a finish as a sour beer would be. Does it also soften the hot profile of the IPA? It will, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The Yeah, the, the IBUs of the Raspberry Cub is going to be a lot lower than of the Juice Caboose, of course, uh, which is just a beautifully dry hopped beer. But yeah, it's going to kind of soften that that um, resin quality that you're getting from the hops. Or if you don't want it overly juicy, the sourness is going to kind of tone that down too. So you just sort of get this really nice balance and it's just a very crushable beer. If I do say so myself. Very cool. Yeah. It sounds like crush it. Dunkle Dame. Absolutely. I should also say you you are crushing it. You are. Uh, You got us some other uh, great beers that we're not going to be drinking on the podcast today, but I do want to mention them. Uh, Oh yes. Very excited. uh, I'm noticing, I guess this is because the, even though occasionally there have been bears spotted in New Jersey, Tennessee is especially bear country. So not only do you have this raspberry sour goza, but uh, also you sent us or sent me because Beer Wonder doesn't do the sour so much. Uh, Not so much, no. You sent me the the blackberry, uh, Mm -hmm. which is also a bear, but it's blackberry sour. And I'm looking forward to trying that one as well as uh, Czech Pilsner, which I'm remembering I think is called uh, Stimulus Czech. Stimulus check, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the blackberry hug is nice. It's a little bit more of a robust kettle sour. Okay. It mm. is, I believe, 7 or 8% ABV. And we use a lot oh. of fresh blackberries in the fermentation. And it actually ferments a little bit longer than Ooh. most sour beers, the way we yeah. do it. So, yeah, it's got a little bit more of a punch. It's a higher alcohol. And that's a great one. It's going to have a little bit more of a robust flavor than the raspberry cup. So that's a great, great one. Looking forward to trying it. 
Yeah. Well, I, little, I, I, little tip with that one, if, you do, if you're if you into the mixing, adding it into mm. like a little Prosecco for like your own sort of mimosa Ooh. vibe is good. It's also that, great on its you, own. You're speaking my Sunday brunch experience right now. I feel yeah. like that's the way to go for that one. Get them poached eggs in there. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, since we've jumped in feet first into, uh, into your Wanderlinger story... I feel like it's like it's those epic poems where they used to call it uh, jumping into in medias res in the middle of things. Yes. Because there's a few other things that's been going on with you since last time we talked to you. Uh, I think you had just gotten to Chattanooga and you're off for an adventure in the Virgin Islands. Uh, and then you came back. And But so how, how how did how did your path go from there to back again to where you are now? Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, it's like I've done a lot. I was the podcast host and the Virgin Islands. I um, am basically trying to soak up all the experience I can have in the beautiful industry of craft beer. And so I went down to limitless. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot you can do. And so I've just been trying to kind of find my right spot. You know, I've been so lucky with the most amazing opportunities and the biggest thank you to, to everyone who has given me any kind of opportunity. I'm just extremely grateful. I've had a ton of, learning experiences and the Virgin Islands was really cool. So I was working at Leatherback Brewing down there on St. Thomas Island. And I have to say, I miss it. I only was there for a month. My trip got a little cut short because my boyfriend was in a extremely bad accident. And yeah, it was, it was really bad. He, um, he basically like broke his whole face and hurt his knee really bad. He is totally fine now. He had amazing surgeons here in Chattanooga, but that is why the trip got cut short. Uh, We were there for four weeks and we had to come home to get him proper medical care. And he is doing amazing now. And he had incredible surgeons here and, you know, obviously big thank you to them. But I loved my time in St. Thomas, obviously other than that tragic accident, but, um, you know, Leatherback was amazing. They threw me a going away party after four weeks. They were the nice, like, I actually really, really miss them. It was Hmm. such a great community. Those little island communities are very tight knit because they've been through, you know, hurricanes and, you know, you're kind of like your own little, like, group of misfits on an island. (laughs) So it's a very, (laughs) like, it's just a really fun vibe. And they were making such amazing craft beer and really pushing the envelope of comfort down there to people like they were making a lot of dark beers which i feel like island places really are not so they were getting people out of their comfort zone which personally i i just loved um yeah so captain you would you would love leatherback because they had a couple really good like sorry you weren't there long enough for me to come visit you i know me too i will definitely be down there again because it, it was an amazing experience working there so yeah i came back to chattanooga in february and was just kind of on the job hunt and messaging a lot of the local breweries. And I was very specific about what I wanted. And I was being very picky. You know, I was like, I wanted to help with events and live music. Also spearhead a beer school program, which I did in St. Thomas. And I stumbled upon Wanderlinger and the owners, Chris and Mike Dial, just have given me such opportunity. I started in February. And so my title is their events coordinator. So Mm. I help people who want to host private events, like a birthday party, a graduation party. I help them get set up with catering. We have an amazing executive chef, Chef Carolyn. She's incredible. And so she'll help with the catering and get all that done. We also are a great live music venue. So I help a little bit with like advancing the shows and things like that. Um, The team is incredible. 
Sunshine is a woman that has uh, worked at Wanderlinger since day one, and she's been an amazing <laughs> mentor to me. Yes, I know her name's Sunshine, and she is that lovely. Like, she lives up to the name. And That's she, wonderful. She's just been, like, such a mentor and, and really amazing to me and, and just shown me the ropes of things. And I host our monthly beer school. I host it the last Saturday of each month at 3 p.m., and oh. I give everyone a flight, kind of talk about the history of beer, take them on a tour of production, show them what all the, you know, all that crazy equipment is for, and um, then just kind of hang out with them. And, you know, it's it's just a really, really good time. And I'm hoping my role will grow with them because it's just part time right now. But I am absolutely loving it. It's just the whole team is so nice. The owners are great. The beer is fantastic. And we're doing music. We have an art gallery in there. Oh which is curated by Rick Herman, who he's an artist himself, and he curates all these amazing Chattanooga artists. And we have this just awesome little art gallery. Our last art show was the Big Lebowski themed. <laughs> so everyone like made amazing Big Lebowski artwork, and it was so, so cool. He also hosts our uh, poetry night, so big shout out to Rick. He, he's really bringing a lot of art into Wanderlinger. So that's another one of our slogans as i mentioned earlier is we are art you know we're making art we're producing art we're you know booking art we have it all around us all the time and it's really awesome to work in that environment and i should say i know we teased earlier said that that, that uh dunkle dame was bringing another guest with her and as you might be able to tell that guest is here the guest is the dunkle dame's alter ego molly lamb of wanderlinger brewing <laughs> yes yeah i have a split personality sometimes i'm molly lamb well, I was, I was, I was, I was torn up because anytime we have people who are in the industry, we, we, we don't always commit to giving them beer vendor names, uh, because they want to be able to talk about their business properly. Um, and so, so, but now you're sort of a hybrid, so that's why you're two guests in one. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little more about, uh, about Wanderlinger, uh, how, how they got started, how, how long they've been around. Yeah, so Wanderlinger, like I mentioned, they started with uh, the two the two brothers, Chris and Mike Dial. They're the owners, and they opened about three and a half years ago, uh, December first, two thousand eighteen. I think was the exact opening date. Oh, and wow. you know, Chris, he has a very sales kind of corporate background. He actually worked for Enterprise for a long time, so oh, he wow. he does a lot of the numbers and more logistical stuff. And Mike, his younger brother was a award-winning homebrewer for oh, wow. years. Yeah, he won awards for his homebrew, and he did it for a long time. And he was, I, I can't remember his exact title, but Mike worked in the environmental science world. Mm. So that is why he really pushed for us to be fully compostable and do cleanups and things like that. He's a huge advocate for environmental awareness around Tennessee. So it's super cool. And he also does all the music booking. He's, he knows like all the, all the musicians in town, Mike's super cool. So is Chris. They're just, they're really, really nice guys. And they're, one thing I love about them is they really listen to their employees. You know, they'll really ask, you know, what do you think? And they really kind of bring you in and let you expand and spread your wings. You know, I was just like, I basically made up my own title. I said, can I be an events coordinator and like start a beer school? And they're like, yeah, that sounds great, you know, and it's just gone so, so well, and their business is doing great, and they won their, you know, very first award at the World Beer Cup this year for their Stout of Tune in the Oatmeal Stout category, and I just couldn't be prouder to work for this company. It's just been a great fit for me. Oh, very cool. So, so you're, um, oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I want to know more about beer school. Well, okay, same thing. So yeah, we're about to yeah. ask the same question. I was gonna say we're on the. I mean, the captain and I were, were always on the same page. Yes. But here's the thing: like beer school. So we're getting we're getting the image up. We'll throw some stuff on on the Instagram, of course. Yes, there's but, nothing like, stout of ta- tune about our connection. <laughs> no, we're we're right there. But but here's I just want to know like how did you come up with this? Talk to me about what your hopes are like, and what can I expect if I come to beer school with the incredible Molly Lamb oh, slash Uncle Dame. I love this question. Um, So beer school, I realized kind of in my, you know, few different jobs I've had in this industry in a very short time, I've only worked in the craft beer industry like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about craft beer education Mm. because there's not a ton out there. Like obviously you can Mm. Google things, but that's sort of lonely. You're kind of just doing that by yourself and maybe you retain it, maybe you don't. And you know, there's not a ton of women talking about beer. There's much more now. And so I just thought there was a need in the market for, you know, a female voice and just for beer education. So basically what beer school is, it's just 20 bucks and you get a flight of beer. So you get four five ounce pours. And I just kind of, yeah, I just picked like different ones each time. We usually have like at least like 12 beers on tap or something. So there's a nice little variety. And so first I kind of walk everyone through a proper five-step beer appraisal. I go through. Love it. Yeah. It probably sounds a little familiar. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think that's so valid to teach people how to appreciate beer and to really appraise it. So that they understand what they're drinking and why it looks that way, why it smells that way, why it tastes that way, why it feels that way in your mouth and why it finishes that way. Mm. And then I take everyone on a tour of production and I show them what all of that big crazy equipment is for. So I spend about, you know, 20 minutes just walking through the mash tun and the, you know, the milling process and the fermenters and what all of it's for and, and all of that. And it's, it's super cool. And, And then, you know, it kind of varies on the group depending on the questions people have. And then we'll go sit back down at the table and we'll kind of finish, finish our beers together. So they learn about the history of craft beer, how to appraise beer and the brewing process. And then, you know, I, I always love to start things with a nice, fun icebreaker, which probably sounds always good. familiar also. <laughs> always good. Well, I, I want to know what are the most common questions that people are getting? Like when people are starting out in beer, because, you know, a lot of the people who listen to our, our beer cast know about beer, yeah. but some people are sort of new to it. So like, what are the biggest questions that, that these people who you're sort of bringing into the beer world are asking you? Yeah. You know, it kind of depends. I had someone in my class the last time, and I use the word class loosely. I kind of put it in quotes. Like, Well, if it's called it's, beer school, you can call it class. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's educational, but it's also supposed to be really laid back and fun. It's kind of just me talking and nerding out about like yeast or something. Um, sounds like, not only sounds like a class, it sounds like a great class. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank class you, I would never cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. And you get to drink. Um, I had someone in my class who was studying for his level one Cicerone. And so that was really cool. He had, he had a lot of, you know, questions about, you know, the different types of hops and what they do. And so I'll usually also put out a little jar of hops and a little jar of malt. And if Mm. they want to eat the malt, they can, because malt is very edible. I mean, you you could eat hops, but that's pretty gross. It wouldn't kill you, but it tastes gross. Malt actually tastes kind of good and, I'll let them try like a chocolate malt and see how that tastes very kind of burnt, like burnt toast and talk about the Maillard reaction. So people will have questions around that. And I will talk about, you know, 
the different hops, like Matuka, you know, it's a New Zealand hop, for example. So it might have like a white wine characteristic to it and Centennial and how that's going to be a little more like herbaceous and resiny. And, and so once I kind of get on a subject, I find that people will sort of zone in on that and sort of say mm. like, you know, why? It's sort of like, you know, when you're babysitting a three-year-old and they're like, why? Why? And I love <laughs> yeah. it. Like, because I think that we should all tap into our like preschool selves, like, at least once a day for an hour. Oh, like absolutely. Ha- have the mind of a three-year-old and just be inquisitive and just have no like ego and don't worry about things. And so, and you know, sometimes I don't know the answer and I'm just kind of like, I don't know that. Or if our brewmaster, Jared, who is incredible, if he's wandering around, I'll grab him, but he's usually off on Saturdays, but he can always answer things more eloquently than, than I can. But you know, the questions really do vary, but it kind of depends on like what the subject is. And then they usually want to know like why something is the way it is. So it's very challenging and I love the challenge. It's good because sometimes I'm like, you know what, why is that? But I, I usually, I usually know the answer. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I think it's great that so many breweries are doing some sort of version of this one. And I'm sure yours is very unique. Uh, do you, is it pretty much the same every, every month or do you have a new theme every month to sort of like, so, so to encourage people to come back again? Yeah. So I've hmm. only done two so far. Okay. And hmm. my goal is to change it up each month and have a little bit of a different theme, but I don't know how many reoccurring guests I'm going to get. I feel like most people coming, it's kind of a one-time thing. Okay. They might come again. They might not. I feel like people are kind of just doing it because it sounds interesting and like yeah. a fun way to spend an afternoon. Because I, I, you know, it's at three o'clock. So it's kind of post-brunch oh, sure. before dinner. But I just sort of tell people when I send them the, the email reminding them about it, like, I'm going to talk about whatever kind of comes in my head. So it is to answer your question, Captain, it's always a little different. The history of beer, that's always going to be the same, you know, right. And then going through the brewing process, that's always going to kind of be the same too, but it's going to vary a little bit. Probably based on what's on tap and what the, what the samples are each time. Yeah. And if something is really, you know, like if the flavor profile is really driven by that yeast strain, like the juice caboose, mm-hmm. as I was mentioning, you know, we use an English ale yeast and it gives it, that's actually giving a lot of a stone fruit vibe, you know, oh, and then it's being complemented a lot by the hops. So, you know, that might be something that I might go into, you know, different topics on, on one of those things. So it kind of just, it sort of just evolves. I like it to feel like a natural conversation. Well, it sounds like a whole lot of fun, especially because if it's at three o'clock, you're right, it's post-brunch, pre-dinner, but also yeah. after you're done with your flight of five, if you want to stick around for another couple of drinks at the bar, it's right there. It's a great time of day. To, it's not to, weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, uh, I, one other thing you had mentioned about the fact that you're a music venue, on top of that, I mean, a sort, or maybe a, a larger expansion of that, you know, I know it's been a while since we've had, had a show, but like last week... Beer Wonder was kind of busy for reasons we're going to get into, but also you were busy because the brewery was doing a big arts festival last weekend? Yes. We were doing the Wanderlinger Music and Arts Festival. I'm holding up the poster now for it. Nice. I loved our graphics. Um, So this was our second annual music festival, and it was so awesome. It was so much fun. It's called the Wanderlinger Music and Arts Fest, and we're, you know, trying to do it annually. We have a ton of local acts that play, also some regional headliners. We had Funk You. They were awesome. We had Fire <laughs> Twirlers. We had 
Um, oh we had, God. yeah, we had vendors set up with local art. It was so much fun. And yeah, we were just like making burgers all day for people. I was pouring beer and taking Instagram stories because I do our social media too. And it was great. We had over 30 acts and that's something oh, wow. like Wanderlinger is so bold. You know, we are so bold and we're always trying new things and we're really not afraid to push the envelope. And that's something that I really love about working at Wanderlinger because, you know, why keep it just beer? Like, let's do yeah. beer and music because they go so well together. And Mike, this was really his baby. And I just, my hat's off to him because that is a big very expensive undertaking to do a festival and he pulled it off in such a beautiful way and it was all these amazing artists and you know it Sunday was family day so there was a lot of people with their kids and it just was a absolutely beautiful day and it was on the night of the eclipse which was so oh. cool so I don't know if you guys got to see the moon but it was amazing I'm sure you could see it better where you were than where we are. <laughs> yeah, we get weird like city lights and cloud yeah, cover, but awesome. I remember hearing about it um, that that it was pr probably pretty incredible. It was awesome. Um, so talk about the vibe, because you've you've Brooklyn, and now you have Chattanooga. Um, <laughs> so like you get it, and now you've been there for a while. We've checked in with you. You know that you've been, what's the what's the Chattanooga vibe? I would say the Chattanooga vibe is. It's outdoorsy, but not as okay. outdoorsy as like Asheville, North Carolina. There is a budding craft beer scene. We have a local mm -hmm. like brew bus, brew tour company that is awesome, Chatter Brew Tours. We have great food and beverage happening. So a great food mm -hmm. and beverage scene. So if you want to go out and kind of be fancy and get like a proper Manhattan with Chattanooga whiskey, that's a local because mm. we're known for Tennessee whiskey. There's a, Is it rye, rye whiskey or bourbon? So it's just going to be whiskey. Yeah. So it's not oh, they, bourbon. They, oh, they don't, they don't specify bourbon or rye. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just called Tennessee whiskey. So yeah, in order for it to be bourbon, it has to be. Uh, 51%. Well, it, it doesn't have to actually be in Kentucky. Bourbon will signify as like, it has to be 51% corn and aged in brand new American oak barrels for a minimum of two years. So there's like this specific criteria and then they can like ship it off to Ireland or Scotland and they'll use our barrels and then they just call it whiskey. So mm. we don't have as many of those criterias, but yeah, like you can go get a great Manhattan um, you can go get delicious food. So it's kind of got this vibe of city, but also kind of country because the Tennessee River goes right through the city. I kayak all the time. It's a big thing that I'm into here. So it's very outdoorsy. Like we have an Ironman, uh, whatever you call it, race this weekend. I, I, I wouldn't know because I don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I have heard of them before, so yeah. I uh, I have heard of them too. I, I, know I would die. <laughs> little, very little about it as well. Yeah, we are having this mysterious thing called a half marathon in Brooklyn this weekend. Yeah, um, ew, gross. Yeah, I know. It sounds it sounds exhausting. I would I, rather sit on the sidelines. I, I do not and drink run. A beer. Yeah. I don't run. No, the only time I ran was when I uh, realized I left something in the checkout line at the grocery store, and I like ran ah. to go get it. That's the like, only time I run. But um, that seems reasonable. Yeah, it, it was very reasonable. But yeah, Chattanooga. It's like it's beautifully half outdoorsy and half city where you could just get like all the finer things and and, and i just love it it's great it's sounds great like a vibe. good combination yeah super laid back too and good music scene there's a good little music scene here 
And speaking of places that uh, that aren't New York, uh, you were on a trip recently, weren't you, Beer Wonder? I was. Uh, so if you've been listening to the uh, Bruce Less Traveled podcast, where the captain and I are guests under our less than assumed names. Yes. Um, yes, uh, this month, uh, we are featuring, uh, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, and, uh, I was, uh, on assignment, uh, recently, yes. uh, meaning I was not on the beer cast because I was back in Minnesota, um, drinking some beers with my dad, and so I wanted to, I shouted out a couple beers on the Brews Less Traveled podcast, but I did want to shout out just a couple of excellent beers and breweries that I had while I was there, um, so, uh, I was drinking with my dad, and Hazy, or Dunkle Dame, you had a previous moniker, which I believe was the Hazy Lady. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah. Yes. I've gone through I a mean, few. You know, so pe- many names. Pe- people discover themselves in beer, and that's how this works. Um, but uh, but uh, my father definitely is of the Hazy variety, and so I wound up having three Hazies with him while we were home, all Minnesota breweries. Uh, one, of course, was from Fair State. I have had it on the beer cast. It was the party forward. It was delicious, again, the second time around. Uh, the second one was... Um, from Falling Knife, which will be featured on the Bruce Less Traveled podcast soon. Yes. It was the verbal tip. And then the third is one of my favorite and my father's favorite beers, which was the Price Miraculum Midwest IPA. Yay, that's so good. Dunkle Dame, have you come across the Midwest IPA as a style? I have heard of it. Okay. But can you tell me more about it? Because isn't it a little bit between a hazy and a and like a bitter West Coast? Yes, it is meant to be the flyover country, if you will, of uh, of IPAs. So the idea is that it is meant to have sort of like a resiny quality with a fruity sense to it. Um, so usually it starts fruity and it ends it kind of ends a little bit with a bitterness. I like that. It doesn't have the punctu- it doesn't quite have the punctuation that this guy right here has mm-hmm. the um, delicious juice caboose that I'm having. Um, but it is, it, it kind of is, it, it's sort of meant to be a mix between the two. Um, I've had a few attempts at this style and I got to say the Miraculum by price is probably the best attempt that I've had so far. Nice. Um, so for those of you who have Midwestern distribution, it is definitely not coming to Gotham. Unfortunately, we don't get a ton of Minnesota beers here. Um, although price, if you're listening, the beer Avengers. We we gonna help you out, okay? If you if you need if you need those connections, we do know these lovely people at the Beer and Cheese Collective in Astoria. Um, yes, they, they that were good the Fair State stuff. That's that they were the they were the ones who turned us on to Fair State. Exactly. Um, so uh, so that was probably the winner of the three. I mean, all of them were excellent, but uh, I was very impressed by this sort of emerging style. It's the best version of the Midwest IPA I've and had it, in a bit. I don't know if it exists all over the Midwest or if you have to be like almost further, like f- further, further west, uh, because I mean, I grew up in, in Ohio, which is also considered the Midwest. And I've, I haven't been there a lot lately, but when I've been there, I've not discovered that style. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's not even necessarily all over the Midwest. In fact, I think you're the only person I've ever heard of this this style from. So hopefully we'll all be well, getting it. Well, clearly, yeah, you're a pioneer. I am the trendsetter. Yeah, you are. You I are. am the trendsetter. That's what I'm doing. Um, I did also want to make a quick shout out. I was uh, in uh, in Minnesota for a Clark Kent opportunity. Let's put it that way. Um, you see, see, yeah, so I did there. But uh, I was in Rochester, Minnesota, home to the world famous Mayo Clinic. And uh, don't worry. Everything's fine. Beer Wonder is still here to save the world with beer. But uh, while I was there, um, 
uh, I did hang over, hang out at the Forager uh, Brewery, which is a small brewery in uh, in the Rochester area, and I had their Ariana Pequena IPA, which is a delicious session IPA uh, that is made with German. Uh, oh boy, I'm going to screw this up. Ariana Lupomax, and then it is dry hopped with Citra and more of the Ariana. It's a delicious, delightful wow. beer, and gentle enough in its ABV that I had two, and still felt good afterwards. So. Um, I love what a so lightweight it, you are. It's so cute. Yes. You know, here's the thing. When you are the beer wonder, it's kind of expected. It comes with the territory. You know, it's and interesting. Then, I, over as many times as you've just plugged Brews Less Traveled, I feel like we, consider we have the original host of it with, with us here tonight, we really need to course. talk about that whole history for those of you who haven't taken a recent deep dive into our back catalog. When we first, when we first met Dunkel Dame slash Hazy Lady slash Molly Lamb, uh, she, we were, she was just starting that podcast and we were being invited at various times to be guests on her show. And then we invited her to be on our show. And now we're doing it after she's left it. And we're on there telling them to listen to our show with the original Bruce Less Traveled, uh, host on here. So it's all so incestuous. Yeah, it is. The snake is eating its tail, yeah. and then another snake showed up, and now that snake is like a figure. It's a whole situation. There's a lot of snakes. Yeah. It certainly is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Bruise Less Traveled, or BLT as I like to call it, yes. was just so much fun. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm still actually using my Bruvana glass right now. I noticed, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, that was just, what a cool job. You know, I mean, I really have just... The most infinite amount of gratitude for that role. I got to travel and go to cool cities and try cool beer. And and it was great to just have people believe in me and say, you can do this. Because I had a lot of imposter syndrome around that. I was incredibly nervous and anxious before doing that podcast. Like I almost like didn't want to do it. You know, I had to really push myself and it ended up being such a confidence booster to learn how to speak publicly about beer and I had both of you as co-hosts and it was just awesome. And, and my boss, Julie, just, she's just was so amazing and just incredible and encouraging all the time. Well, well, they miss you, but, uh, you know, the show must go on, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Brian's hosting it now. He's right? doing great. Yeah. He's yeah. Oh, really I bet. Good. Oh, he's super knowledgeable about beer and he's just fun mm-hmm. to talk to. I love Brian. He keeps getting distracted by sports though. Yes. He's, 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 <laughs> like he's, on the podcast. Yeah, there was a there was a funny little clip uh, from uh, last week's show where he would just uh, <laughs> they just sort of excerpted this play was like I'm not gonna watch it and there's like oh they just scored a well it's it's on uh, it's on the Bruvana Instagram feed very funny like a little thirty second clip of him That's trying try, trying to stay focused but being distracted by the hockey game. Wow, I was much more uptight about it than he was. That's that's I'm impressed. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he's he's doing a great job. Um, but you know, it is great to it's great to hear that you are continuing the the tradition of informal beer education out into the world. Yeah, that is important. I and you know, I'm still I'm still being educated myself. I am still learning all the time. I have a long, long way to go. So, you know, again with the imposter syndrome, but it's just fun to talk with people and just hold myself accountable and keep me showing up and sharing craft beer and sharing the awesome things that Wanderlinger is doing. It's just super fun. Well, very cool. I, uh... Well, Captain, ha- have you, I mean, here's the thing. I was dealing with the Midwest, making sure that that is held down 
The Dunkle Dame is making sure that the South is cared for, but someone's got to keep an eye on Gotham while we're gone. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, I've just been here mostly, mostly inside my apartment. Uh, in fact, one of the things while doing that, I was scrolling through my Instagram. There was a very funny thing that happened uh, at, well, back to my Midwestern roots. Uh, when mm. I was in Dayton, we talked about the Barrel House, which is a place. They're the ones that had that big sign in there saying, don't be a dick. They're like way ahead of the right. curve as far as, uh, you know, making sure they're COVID safe beyond what the legal standards are. Um, and they've been, you know, very socially progressive and, and they have a big outside uh, their their place, a big Black Lives Matter banner. Well, mm-hmm. a few nights ago, some guy went down and uh, and stole it. Uh, but they actually have the security footage of him doing it (laughs) and they posted that on their Instagram, but it was just really funny. This just sort of like skinhead idiot who just like, he just sort of like, he walked up with purpose. You just could see him like, Terry was like, and this did like the captain was, oh, poor little guy didn't like our banner. (laughs) (laughs) I like that they can laugh at it. And not only did he tear it down, but he like walked away with it, I guess, to make sure, I don't know what he was going to do with it afterwards. Uh, but they said, uh, well, and, and to the, like, the message that was like, and despite what, what you're seeing right here and the fact that this banner is an outsider store, we still believe that Black Lives Matter. So just just getting that out there, getting it clear. But it was uh, but it's uh, yeah, it was it's it's pretty funny because the guy looks ridiculous doing it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and to steal something that's meaningful like that and poignant is, is completely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, uh, and also karma's a bitch. It, yes. It's a so, real bitch. I've talked to karma. Yeah. She's a bitch. It was like yeah, whether, I know. whether I know. You, you have her on speed dial, so that's it's good. It's wh- good. Whether they catch the guy, or, whether they catch the guy or not, it's just funny that that video exists of this like just really petty, petulant <laughs> yeah. bullshit going on. Yeah. Uh, but I I did the other day found found myself at a brewery. Um, I went out to there's this place in Astoria called Astoria Seafood that I read about. It's it's my neighborhood, uh, but I read about it in the New Yorker seven years ago, and I finally got there. It's this cool place where you go and you basically pick out your own fresh fish. It's like it's it's mm. not quite like a lobster tank, but they have like all the fresh fish on ice. You take a plastic okay. bag, you take the the either a whole fish or a piece of fish, and take it up to the counter and tell them how you want them to cook it, and that's how it is. But no no real bar there, uh, and and they were so busy, we didn't want to linger too long there because like we don't want to take up this table. Yeah. So because like it's just such a popular place, even on a Tuesday night. So I wound up walking down to LIC Beer Project, um, oh, thinking. And, right. and a, a lot of times in recent years when I've seen them, they're they're so into the hazies and the double dry hop. But they yep, apparently yep. they they <clears throat> did uh, they had a they had lunacy on tap, which is one I might have even had on the show at one point, which is their imperial stout. And then they also had this barley wine that's like holiday style. It's called uh, Fireside Chronicle, and it has a lot of those. Yeah, it has a lot of those uh, holiday spices in it. I was there with a Belgian babe, and she was heard to say, "There's nutmeg in here." Yeah, she did. She said, uh, "There's nutmeg in here," and there was. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, no, no big surprise there. But it was really nice (laughs) hanging out there, and. and yeah, that that's really the end end of that story. It's just nice to see. I it was just one of those things where I've just we're thinking like, okay, we rushed out of there for dinner. We're not ready to go home yet. So, uh, oh yeah, there's a brewery not far from here. So that was yeah. Fun. I think I I think I saw that photo on your Beer Avengers podcast of you yes. and Belgian babe. Yes, that was on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, or sorry, not on your podcast. Did I say podcast on your well, Instagram. It, it is related to the They're podcast. Connected. The Instagram mostly exists, so people hopefully will. I mean, I, I'm glad people enjoy liking those. I hope some of them are driven to the podcast as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because we have yeah, so much fun photo. here, and I'd hate for them to miss out. 
Yeah, no, your exactly. Instagram's fun. You do a good job. But yeah, I saw oh, the thanks. photo of you and the Belgian babe there. So that sounds like it was fun. It was. It was indeed. All right. Uh, so any anything else specifically going on in Chattanooga that you want to let us know about? Oh, man. Or with the brewery? You know, not a whole lot. I mean, we're just continuing to make great beer and, mm. you know, be hospitable to our guests and host our beer school and and just educate people and be a really fun spot for people to come and host their events at and just have special memories at. It's a, Wanderlinger is a great, great spot. If you're someone who is artistic in your soul, you will love it. Excellent. Well, I hope I, I hope I get there eventually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Road trip to Chattanooga, Beer Avenger style. I feel like that is definitely uh, on the books. I would love yeah, that. I, road trips are fun. I yeah. Uh... Well, now if if we are in Chattanooga, or if we're not in Chattanooga, um, but we just want to keep up with what's going on, where where should we look, Dunkle Dame? Where can we find you, and where can we find uh, stuff at Wanderlinger? Yeah, you can definitely follow Wanderlinger Brewing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do all of their social media. You can find me at Molly Dolly Polly Molly. That is my personal Instagram, and I'm always posting a lot of dumb crap on there. So that's great. But uh, yeah, definitely follow Wanderlinger Brewing on Instagram, and you can see all of our amazing events. We have live music uh, several nights a week, poetry nights and open mic nights, and it's a fun spot. Excellent. And, uh, and of course, uh, if you want to look up uh, the Beer Avengers, most of you who are listening probably know everything I'm about to say because you're listening and you're listening to the whole episode. But as always, yeah, but you should tell them again. I will tell them again. If you want to you know, do the, uh, the email thing, we're at thebeeravengers at gmail.com. You can find us in all the social places at, uh, at the Beer Avengers. That's on, that's on Facebook. That is on Twitter. That is on Instagram. And, uh, and yeah, you can, you can download us whenever, uh, download or stream wherever you can find your podcast. If there's somewhere where you find your podcast and we're not, let us know that too, because we'll get it right on top of that. Um, anything else we need to talk about beer wonder? Uh, just to remind people to continue to support their local breweries, especially if they're in Chattanooga, make sure you support Wanderlinger Brewing Company, uh, another excellent addition to the beer venture sphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know. Uh, I have a feeling the next time Beer Wonder and I hang out, we'll probably be sitting somewhere outside uh, with the numbers looking the way they are now. Yep, uh, you know it, Captain. Oh <laughs> uh, no, and I'm and I'm, I'm it's, the, it's the weather for it, so perfect. It'll be I'll, I'll really I mean I, I will give you a lot less shit about I didn't give you shit about it. I, I, I understood. You gave I, me no I, shit. No, I, I I understood why you were doing that. Why you were, and some of your sit anyway. I I was I was happy to sit outside with you, but I will be even happier to sit outside with you now. Uh, because the weather is so lovely in New York now, uh, even when it's overcast, it's uh, it's it's lovely, and so I will look forward to having a beer outside with you very soon. And uh, anyone else listening there, uh, you can join us for beers uh, here or anywhere. Or uh, yeah, I I I think that's it for this week. I very soon we hope to be having yet another uh, former New Yorker on the show, but uh, that's Ooh. all I'll say for now. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, but you can't possibly be looking forward to it as much as we are, but hope you're looking nope. forward to it as well. Um, and speaking of, I do see a wandering huck in the distance. Oh, oh yeah. I oh, see. they're, 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 a he's coming, he's coming closer. And he's got oh, his ukulele oh, with him too. He does. Oh, it's a good sign. Uh, it's a good day. Huck, uh, would you mind uh, playing us out? 
Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. All right. Well, well, everyone, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for coming uh, once again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always look forward to, to seeing you. And I always look forward to telling Nutpool that you've been on so many more times than he has. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know. Say what you will about Nutpool. Say what you will. Uh, he'll probably even say it first because, you know, depending on what mood he's in. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here. Uh, Dunkle Dame, Hazy Lady, Molly Lamb, come back anytime. Thank and, you. Uh, and uh, Huck's going to play us out now. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Avengers.